I got some compliments on the beats. Nice. This week on all the podcasts. I feel proud. This one specifically makes me proud because I actually helped make it. Kind That's of. Awesome. And here we go. Welcome, everybody. Episode number eight. The Ocho. Episode number eight of the Chop Heads MMA podcast. I got myself, Chris Gucci, and of course, my boy, Tommy D, the Reverend, with us. And we got some new, we got a new set. We have some new ideas coming at you for... The new night, I guess, this is our second time on. Yeah, movies. everybody knows about the new night. Yeah, so we're we're now coming at you with some fresh hot takes, fresh off the UFC events that take place on Saturday. Because you know, as explained on the last episode, we weren't really feeling it coming out on Thursdays, Fridays, slash Saturdays, whatever day we were getting it out. Now we're going to be more consistent, and we're going to work on some segments. We got we're going to resurrect the Reverend. I know we've been calling him the Reverend from time to time, but. Yeah, if you if you weren't a follower of uh, Pride Rules originally, first of all, shame on you. But uh, second of all, you're going to see what's going to happen. Uh, well, listen to what's going to happen in this show. Uh, probably towards the end, it's something that we had a lot of fun with before, and, and now we have better equipment. We're going to resurrect it. So uh should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like the GoPro just died. It might have, but that's okay. You hear something? Did you mm-hmm. hear something? I'm going to take my headphones off because I don't actually need those for this. And um, yeah, man, we're gonna do some new segments. We got the the I guess we're gonna call it the MMA minute, but it's really gonna take like ten minutes. You're gonna break us down. What do we got, Tommy? You got well since the last time we met, uh, fresh off his his come from behind knockout victory in Bellator, Anthony Rumble Johnson was picked up for identity theft and credit card fraud on a uh, case dating back from November of two thousand and nineteen. Ouch. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of it because you, when I said credit card fraud, you said no, he just used a fake ID. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that grown ass men that look like Rumble Johnson don't really need a fake ID unless they're up to no good with, with some type of fraud. Credit yeah, he, fraud. Uh, he purchased a plane ticket going from, uh, from Florida to Newark, New Jersey uh, with an unauthorized credit card. So who knows what that really could yeah, be? Yeah, I'm sure it's maybe some oversight. Hopefully it's oversight. I know I know Rumble is heavy in the weed game. And um that's the first thing I thought when I when I heard Rumble was like a company credit card yeah, he used and he wasn't allowed to use it. He was smoking too much of the ganja on the company card, apparently, and um he forgot who he was and then charged it to the game, I guess. That's what we call it. He charged he charged the ounce that he tried to, to bring from Florida. He <laughs> tried to bring that that dirty that dirty down south, sticky <laughs> icky up to Newark, Gator weed, right, and um, <laughs> get it on the cheap down down south, but it didn't really work out. Caught up to him, 2019. Yeah, but anyway, I'm sure that's really not going to affect anything other than the fact that he's got to pay some money. I don't think he'll see any jail time because of it. But um, I what, hope not. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? We got to keep it moving. That's the that's the 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 time is money here. What do we got? All right. Well, Dana White has announced that he is looking for this summer to have Francis Ngannou defending his belt against none other than the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. Yeah, Dana White's looking for that for the summer, and Dana White is also looking uh, for my last uh, topic. Dana White is also looking at Johnny Tiny Cavs Jones. Oh, you're giving it away. Don't go. Against, we got more on the Tiny Cavs later. Against uh, Steve Bay Miocic, but uh, John Jones does not want that fight. I don't think that John Jones doesn't want the fight per se. 
he's willing to fight Stipe on a title defense. Yes. Is basically what he Thanks was saying. Thanks for the save right there, because I just... I'm not stoned. Well, we agreed to not smoke before the show, and I just completely lost my train of thought. Yeah, it, because it's a, you know what? It's an insignificant comment because a he doesn't have the belt, and b he's not going to fight for thirty fucking million dollars like he wants. So we're probably never going to see John Jones with the belt. Well, he's saying yeah. He said I'll defend my belt, et cetera, et cetera. But when are we going to see John Jones if he's not going to fight Ngannou now? He's thirty three, Jones. Yeah. Um, if they're waiting for Nganu and Black Beast to fight in the in the summertime, which is something that we predicted way back when on this show, I said I I kind of think that it'll be Black Beast against Nganu, even though it had a boring first fight. Yeah, it's, wor- it's worth no the allure, risk. There's no allure to it now. It really, oh, there isn't. is for me, man. There's I I think that these two guys are going to bring it. I know we're not really going to get into this fight right. because we have way more to talk about on this episode, and we mm-hmm. want don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But essentially. Yeah, we got the big heavyweight matchup being targeted for for the summertime, and then John Jones wants no part of Stipe because obvious reasons. It's too dangerous of a fight for him to get derailed. That's my take on it, and I'm sure you're in agreement. That's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. Um, yeah, man, we got a lot to get into, but like we were talking about, or at least like I was talking about, we're gonna do some things with the MMA Twitter, right? We're gonna okay. just we've been we've been trying to figure out segments, like I said, and this is one that we're. We're going to roll with for now. So over the week, I guess the weekend, the week, um, anything that interesting that happens in MMA, we kind of are going to highlight it in the world of the social media. So this week, Nick Diaz and Tyson Fury were training. Did you see any of these pictures? Tommy, I know you're not a big social media guy. I, I didn't see the pictures, but I could kind of see why they were training. And I think that's that's pretty amazing it's last of a dying breed rail fighting men only if you can relate my bro at tyson fury and that's nick diaz tweeting um and then they got some pictures and it's got uh big big ass tyson fury uh doing some grappling work getting some leg work in some kicks it looks like he would get the absolute shit beat out of him by any ufc heavyweight yeah like really bad but on the flip side of that there is not one single ufc heavyweight in the history of ufc that would even sniff his jock in a boxing match. Would you agree with that? Uh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Um, that's all you got on that? It's just you agree with me one thousand percent. No, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I know the, you like to roll along, but uh, look, here's the thing, man. Fair enough. If you were to get him into, if it was just going to be like a, let's just say between him and Francis, I think Tyson would be wearing a new belt. In in the UFC? UFC? Really? Isn't Gano a takedown machine? No. I mean, did you see the guys that he was wrestling with leading up to this? It was like a, it was a, the murderer's row. And I'm not saying that he's all of a sudden going to be become a wrestler, but yeah, he's going to take down Tyson Fury with ease. I, you know, I don't know. He'd probably want to stand with him. No, I think he would want to stand with him. Look, it would be a good fight. To he see, would get absolutely killed standing because a, I don't think you realize how much bigger. Tyson Fury actually is in him standing with the reach and things like that. Like, he's going to pose crazy problems. But anyway, you're right. I do like to keep it moving. But, you know, I think Tyson would beat him. <laughs> with a stand In a straight stand-up fight, I think Tyson would beat him. Yeah, in a boxing match. But if there's takedowns involved, there's no fucking way. So what, right. what, what I'm saying is, Stipe, I mean, not Stipe, Ngannou would not try to stand with him. He would try to take him down. All of a sudden, you would see him turn into a wrestler. Why would he? You know, like he would be. He, come on, think about what you're saying. I just love Tyson Fury. Me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. I love Tyson Fury. 
All right, so moving on, moving on to my boy. So this was after last night, and I know that you're, you know, Connor was probably hammered when he wrote this tweet, but congrats to Oliveira on becoming the 11th UFC lightweight champion. Wonder who 12 is. Well, I don't know, man. Connor, you got a ways to go, and I, I don't even know that, that you're even in a title eliminator at this point. The only reason why he'd be a tit- in a title eliminator at this point is just because of the, the money generating. But he has to get past Dustin Poirier to even be considered for that. Well, well, the point that I'm making, I guess, you would say that Poirier and Connor is a title, like the winner is fighting Oliveira? I think it's a title eliminator for Poirier. I don't necessarily exactly. think it's a title that's, eliminator that's for That's a Connor. very good point, but Connor is the, is the real draw here. So I would imagine that Oliveira would want to fight Connor if there was, if there was anybody out there. And you have your pick. Who do you think Oliveira wants to fight? Oh, he'd definitely want to fight Connor because he'd probably be an easy night at the office. All right. Maybe um maybe we're we're bleeding too much into what we're gonna talk about later with these MMA tweets. So this segment was a huge failure, I think. What do you think? No. Tommy likes the segment, ladies and gentlemen. Tommy likes the segment. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I came up with the segment that I think that the segment sucks. I'm well, like, super, like I, you know, like I said to you, it it just wasn't a huge week of tweets. There's no such thing as not a huge week of tweets. It's just that you do not know how to work Twitter. And I thought you were going to do it today. You came to me with no tweets at all, and I was like, oh, I got a couple. And then I ended up moving the office around and moving the studio around, and I never actually wrote down any tweets. It wasn't anything crazy exciting. Like you have some weeks where like the the Twitter blows the hell up. It just yeah. We got it. You know what we have to start doing? We have to start live tweeting. I first of all have to figure out what my Twitter password is so I can log back into Twitter, and then I'll start live tweeting because I have some funny things to say during these cards, but. I feel like when I'm tweeting that I'm talking to nobody. Mm-hmm. So it's it's Twitter's futile. for famous people. Instagram's for everybody else. Um, sometimes you could just if you know how to hashtag right. But look, we're, we have we're not here to talk about uh, how to tweet. We're here to talk about MMA, right, Tom? Yes, sir. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it. They got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. All right, Tommy, so UFC 262 was yesterday. Yes, it was. Or in this case, Saturday, we'll say, because we don't know when the listeners are actually listening. So UFC 262, the card delivered, starting off with Jacare, dude. Yeah, that was tough, man. Um, You know, watching it on TV, you, you heard the snap, right? But it happened so fast that you didn't really know what the hell was going on. Bro, it sounded disgusting. And he didn't tap. I just watched it a couple times, like, in between on break. You know, went and got ripped. And then I watched Jacare's arm break, and I got uncomfortable. I'm glad I was stoned when I watched it (laughs) because I would have gotten sick otherwise, I think. It was disgusting. And he handled that like a fucking G, dude. Yeah, it was uh, very reminiscent of of Henzo Gracie against Sakuraba when Sakuraba 
broke Henzo's arm and Henzo didn't tap. And I just don't understand. We'll get more into the non-tapping aspect of things later on. I just don't understand why. I don't think Jacare could have. That, I, that I get. That shit was quick. And oh, he that, still didn't tap even after though. The ref just the ref just stopped it. The ref stopped it. Yeah, well, it was like uh, Tim Sylvia, Frank Mir. You know when when Frank Mir snapped Tim Sylvia's arm. Um, you, you know sometimes with the adrenaline, you don't feel it as much. Like you, you see a lot of these guys. They'll yeah, break, I, I broke my arm and I didn't feel it, but still, you, know, you, you, you see these guys. They'll break their hand in the round and they don't realize it until they're sitting down. You know, after, you know, sometimes these things happen. Sometimes they feel it initially and, and it kind of messes with them. I mean, who knows? I'm sure Jacare is not feeling too good today or he might not have been feeling too good after it happened. But in the moment, it, um, you know, it, it wasn't such a big deal to him, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Not to, to bring shit to an otherwise amazing card, but obviously there's something that takes place in almost every single event at this point. You can't really have a clean event when it comes to the judging, Tommy. I, I don't want to um, talk too much shit because there's a lot, like I said before, there's a lot to get to. But I know it's been chap- it's been eaten at you a little bit. It's been it's been something that you need to talk about. And I know that you want to talk about the fucking Caitlyn Poopoo Chikugian <laughs> fight. I don't even know why we even go there. But I know it's something that Tommy wants to talk about. So I'm going to let him get this shit off his chest so we could get down to the main event. Well, you know, what it stemmed from really was the um, the Mike Grundy versus Lando Veneta fight. Uh, if you watch that fight, Lando Veneta easily, easily won all three of those rounds, except for that one judge giving Mike Grundy all I, three rounds. I didn't, I didn't actually get home in time and get my illegal stream up in time to watch the Lando Venata fight. And I obviously heard about the Jacare arm break, so I went and Googled it. Yeah, so the, you know, the Mike, and, you know, big ups to Mike Grundy. He was right in, in Lando's face the entire time. But Lando was relaxed and poised and easily won those three rounds. Yeah, um, Joe Rogan and, and and company couldn't shut the fuck up about it the rest of the entire card. Well, so, yeah, yeah, because, they, they're, you know, that... That scares you, right? You see that one judge misjudging that fight. That sometimes that's all you need to fuck up a great event, and we've yeah. seen it happen before. Um, now to go on with the Caitlin Chukagian fight. Um, oh God, what was her opponent's name? Vivian Arojo. I, I don't know how to say her last. So name. Caitlin, Caitlin Chukagian, uh, and, and she was fighting against this girl Vivian. And Vivian, game as game can be. Um, She's got a great record. Uh, the only problem is she's she's lost fights because of the fact of, of she comes out like a ball of fire and loses steam. Now, we saw that in this fight. She came out the first round, totally dominated Chikagian, 100%. The second round, she came out. She was dominating Caitlin. Um, she got Caitlin down. She was working for a submission pretty much the entire second round. Caitlin didn't get submitted. She got up. Now Vivian's arms were tired. She blew up. So the end of that round, if you're judging a fight, like you like to judge the fight as a whole, right? So take it away from the 10-point muscle. You're judging yeah. it as a whole. Yeah. Caitlin oh, ended that. Do you want to get me started on the 10-point muscle system? Don't, please. Caitlin, Caitlin ended that fight, or that round, looking like she was the one that was on top the entire time. The entire third round, she completely outclassed Vivian on the feet. 
She was hitting her from all angles. She actually swelled her eye up. Um, so, in the end, the judges gave that fight to Chikagian. Now, people are getting pissed off saying, she didn't win that fight, blah, 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 blah. Well, no, she did. So, where are you seeing this stuff on, on Facebook? On, on these these groups, these fan No, there were, fan there were people that were, those were the fan tweets. I don't pay attention, like, don't think it's worthy to talk about on here. But people were saying that, you know, that was a bullshit decision. No, it really wasn't. Caitlin won that fight because Tommy's passionate she won the about fight. this fight, ladies and gentlemen. He really, he really thinks Caitlin won the fight. So I'm going to go with my gut and say that she probably really lost the fight because Tommy <laughs> doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And now I got to go back and watch it. You, no, you definitely have to go back and watch it. Um, and you can see what I'm talking about. How in that second round when she got up off the ground, well, I'm going to go she, in with a bias already. And she was dominating. She was dominating on the feet. The, the last, like, maybe two minutes of that second round. And then the third round, she just completely dominated. So, yeah, that's who you give the fight to. Because, essentially, Vivian won one round. That's it. All right. Well, I'm going to have to take your word for it until I go watch it. And I probably won't even watch it because I really don't actually give a shit, Tommy. That's and a shame that you don't care about a, a Jersey fighter. It's not that I don't care. Look, I've never been the one to care because of a... Uh, uh, about a local fighter. And I get it. Like, they're cool. It's it's all good. But I'm not going to just be a fan of a fighter because they're a local fighter. It's just not how I am. I always like the far. I like Bisping. People used to hate him because he's British and, and arrogant. I don't give a shit. If he fought a guy from New Jersey that I don't really care about, I'm rooting for Bisping. What, is it, what does it matter? I don't know. Pride. Pride. How does that explain my pride? It, I don't know. It doesn't. Yes, exactly. Tommy wants me to edit this part out. No, I don't. All right, so enough about the Caitlin Kachugian. I say her name wrong every time, and I apologize because obviously, you know, she's a UFC fighter and she deserves my my uh, respect. But I just don't really care much to talk about it on the podcast because there's a lot of things that we want to get to. Nobody actually gives a fuck if she's a local fighter or not. But since you have this obsession with local fighters, we'll kind of talk about another local fighter who's no longer a local fighter. Um Edson Barbosa, Shane Burgos. You know, we, we talked about this fight when it was signed, and we said it was going to be fireworks. I know Chris Chris was kind of leaning towards Shane Burgos to win. I was kind of indifferent because, you know, we have talked about is Edson still the, the force that he used to be? Edson got the um, the contract, the big contract, and he, he finally has, a, I guess, a newfound what is it, team down in Florida, right, you always talk about, and maybe he's fa finally found his groove there. Well, I mean, this is the first time he's ever knocked somebody out with a punch. Um, but it looked like vintage Edson in that fight. Yeah, he, he was, was going with the leg vicious more. knees. Yeah, it was nice to see. Bro, can we talk about that knockout for a second, though? The first delayed, delayed head knockout we've ever seen. It looked like... I wouldn't say it's the first that we've ever seen, but... That, that was like a long delay. Five. It looked like usually when somebody gets a liver shot, how they yeah, have that delay. Five seconds long. And I don't know, man. Like, he went to bed after that. Like, he, it was five seconds, and he was done. He laid face first on the mat. Yeah, it's it, his, uh, his brain and his body were not on the same timeline. We just watched some breakdown on YouTube, and it was kind of weird seeing. I mean, it got a little too technical for us, but Jesus Christ, man. That was scary to watch, honestly. I was like... When it first happened, I was like, yo, did, is he good? I never seen anything like it. That's why. It was, like, really uncomfortable. And supposedly he was walking around after and he was fine. But, I mean, that shit was, that was 
creepy. Give you like that eerie feeling. It, it was creepy, and it, like I said, it was weird because you never see Edson knock anybody out with his hands. It, it's usually those feet. So Tommy's more creeped out by the fact that Edson Barbosa actually knocked somebody out with his hands yes. rather than rather than I a am. head kick than the actual fact that it was a five second thing and the guy actually died. It looked like he died. I don't want to <laughs> say he actually died, but Burgos is tough and it sucks to see a young guy like that get derailed. But Barbosa, man, where does this put him? You know? I don't know because I mean, what's really going on with the one forty five division? I think Barbosa found a home there. He looks he looks better. This is the best he's looked. Um, so you know, and yes, it's a very against a very game and a very good opponent in Burgos. You got to test him a little bit more though. That you can't. I don't think he's he's in the hunt for a title shot just yet. No. I think he needs another win, another against another big name. Barbosa's got a lot of options though because he hasn't fought anybody in the division really. No. Well, he you know he came into this fight ranked thirteenth, and uh, now he's ranked sixth. So yeah, but he him- dropped he dropped his first fight. Yeah, he dropped his first fight in uh, in the featherweight division. So he's he's one and one or two and one two and one yeah in the featherweight division. He lost his last three at fifty five. Uh, I mean you know he lost his last three against some tough opponents. You know Gaethje, you know Felder. Um, and I forget the other one. I he, he belongs at at featherweight. He belongs yeah. at forty five, and it's now it's time for him to get a name. Oh, the scary part is what you know. Brian Ortega was supposed to be fighting Volkanovski, and that didn't happen. You don't hear anything going on with. That might be a little ambitious at this point. I, I know there's got to be another name out there that we we could we could throw his way. That's a little more inviting. At forty five. What about Korean Zombie? If you're, he's ahead of Korean Zombie. So if you're, if you're, here's your top, here's your top five for featherweight. Obviously, the champ Volkanovski, Max Holloway, Brian Ortega, Calvin Cater, Dan Ige. And he lost to Ige already. He lost to Ige already. Um, I don't think he would beat Calvin Cater. That's the only fight. Yeah, uh, you know that's if he's got a serious want for that one. Unless he, unless though. he's unless he's willing to, you know, really solidify his spot because he did jump a bunch of spots in one in with one big win. It was a nice win, but let's be honest, like, there's some other opponents out there. Zombie wouldn't be a bad matchup for him. No, that would be a good fight, and to it would see. be a fan favorite fight. I, I guarantee you, you pop, you popped that at the beginning of a card on International Fight Week. You put that as like the the opening of a um of a main event or a, a main card, and that's gonna fucking deliver. Yeah, early. absolutely. That's that's gonna set the crowd off. I I would I would almost guarantee that we see that fight. Zombie's not signed to fight anybody, right? Nope. If I'm not mistaken, so zombie. If, if if I'm wrong, somebody could you know comment on the whenever we. No, post he this. doesn't. He doesn't have a fight so lined up. I, I have a feeling it's gonna be zombie against uh, Barbosa because. Yeah, I think Barbosa really does have to solidify his name before he just jumps and starts fighting guys ahead of him ranked. Because yeah. there's guys that have been in the division a while, and I think that they are going to start looking at him him as like, well, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I mean, I already gave Mige, you know, his his first fight. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the Korean Zombie. That would be a really fun fight. Yeah. Um, speaking of people who've jumped in the rankings. mm we got another uh, a lot of crazy things happening in in the lightweight rankings with Darius coming off a win. Yes, sir. Don't 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 jump the gun and actually read off the rankings yet because we could break down 
um, the Benil Dariush and El Kakui fight, Dariush just put on a clinic, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people were complaining because, oh, you didn't finish the fight. He blew out Tony. He, I'm going to be honest. I think that he let go on per, like as a mercy. I, I, it looks like he could have taken his whole entire career with him and, and really, really ripped that knee to shreds. And he let go. It looked like to me. It just uh, like yeah. I mean, well, and not to, not to disgrace, uh, discredit. I shouldn't say disgrace. It's not to discredit Tony Ferguson's toughness, dude, because obviously he didn't tap and he should have. Yeah. Well, you know, in I, another I, case, I should have tapped. I also don't think he let go. Tony. It could be a mix of two things. Now, Tony did the right thing to get out of it by pushing the foot off. And he was, like, desperate pushing the with hand that off with kick. his feet. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he pushed the hands off with his feet. Now, at that point, they were kind of slippery. Okay. I also think it could be a little bit to your point where he didn't want to just completely destroy the leg. It, oh, who knows, right? But either way, it doesn't matter. Um, Benil Dariush went out there, did what he needed to do against a guy who was desperate for a win and couldn't get it. Um, and I do not think we see Tony Ferguson in the UFC, uh, upcoming, uh, Dana White. Uh, I will be really disappointed if they force Tony Ferguson out and they don't force Donald Cerrone out. Um, Tony earned it or earned at least the, the. Right to say when he goes. He did and he didn't. Now, we got to really, we got to see what the MRI says, though. That's that's the main thing here because that knee has to be fucked up. Well, he couldn't put any, he couldn't put a lot of pressure. He couldn't go flat-footed. Yeah, if I mean, you were watching. He's he was a tough son of a bitch. Toes. He couldn't do anything, but it's just, he, he was fatigued. He tried to get that Dars choke. I think that was a really big mistake because he had nothing. Was uh, Darius was just was just very calm the whole way and and the, is the reverend ready to speak <sighs> the reverend is ready to speak ladies and gentlemen we've been waiting for a really really long time let's cue the music <clears throat> MMA fans we are gathered here today to lay down to rest the career of one Tony L. Kukui Ferguson, a fighter who once held a win streak of 12 fights, but never won the real, undisputed, lightweight championship belt. Once thought of as too cool for school, Tony lost his battle with a cable in a studio, blowing out his knee because he wore sunglasses inside a dark, Fox Studio, and then he had his soul taken by Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, and of course, this past Saturday night, Benil Dariush. Folks, as we lay El Kukui's career down into the bowels of the earth, can we please have a moment of silence for the fallen? That was wonderful. Wonderful. The one thing that you could always say about Tony is he is he's tough. He's unorthodox. 
But that's only going to take you Bro, so far. Tony nowadays, and I love Tony, but it, he looks like a meme of an older version of Tony Ferguson. Yeah. It just it just happened overnight to me. That's it. That's This is the name of the game. MMA is a brutal, brutal sport, and Father Time is undefeated. That's what Dana said. He goes, you know, we all we all get old. Who, Dana his... Pink? Did you see those memes? Dana Pink? Dana Pink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, we all get old. So that's pretty much Dana telling you that you might not see El Kakui anymore. Um, what are you going to do, man? Uh, you know, this is three in a row. Yeah, I, I can't think of when, when we're sitting here and what we try and do after we break down a fight or talk about how a fight went is we try and think of who these guys have next, you know, who's a good opponent for them coming up. And, and for me, when it, when I'm thinking of Ferguson, I, I don't see anybody. I, I mean, does he want to fight Khabib's, um, the Khabib guy? You know, the, <laughs> you don't want to fight him. He's, he's going to get killed by him. Any of these young up-and-coming guys, you'd hate to see Tony Ferguson turn into the guy that just lets these, these young fighters build a name off of. I don't mind Darius building a name off of Ferguson. Because he deserves it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 about time Darius finally got a an opponent and granted it was a, a, a very different version of, of Tony Ferguson than than what we're accustomed to yeah, seeing. Yeah, but it is somebody that was in the but, top five. Yeah, but it, it maybe not maybe maybe a little too much credit there because of past past success. But yes, Darius now belong now Darius took his spot, rightfully yeah. so. That's where it should have been to begin with this fight, you know, before yeah. this fight, I think Darius should have been ranked ahead yeah, of Tony. Absolutely. And, you know, it showed. Oliveira was ranked third, and now he's got the C next to his name. The The belt was vacant. Um, what a fight in the main event, man. The, the The lightweight division is now the most exciting division again. Yeah, about um, time. Maybe, I don't think it does have any, any enticing fights yet for Khabib. Um, Chandler would have been the one to get Khabib out of retirement. Uh, the Oliveira fight, I don't think that does it for Khabib. Uh, as as awesome as Oliveira is, yeah, I, I don't think that's the fight that would have did it. Chandler would have been the fight to get Khabib Even, out of I don't know. I think either way, whoever it is, is going to have to go on a little bit of a run to get Khabib back. Um, and Khabib's just going to have to go through a couple things in life where he misses it. I, I think it's there's not really any specific fighter. But it would, um, the point that I'm making is the, the lightweight division is back. You got Conor yeah. McGregor is fighting Dustin Poirier and what we would like to think is a, you know, I guess we talked about it. It's a t- potentially a title eliminator. Um, for Dustin. For Dustin, but I say for Conor as well for financial purposes because, yeah, you know, who the fuck is Oliveira going to want to fight? If he, if he has his chance to pick a fighter, you know, he wants to take a little time off, let these guys settle their shit, and then you, you figure around New Year's, you get to see Oliveira and... And the winner of Dustin and and Connor, I think we're going to see Oliveira before before that. You think so? Yeah. So what do you think? In Halloween, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it, we're going to see. I think we'll see him before that. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Connor or Poirier, but I think we'll see him before that. Um, Chandler looked really good in round one. He had a lot of success, and and as much as I really cringe. That's my word of the of the podcast. Tommy yeah. hates when I say the word cringe, but Chandler is the most cringe. He's he's worse than Triple C to me because at least Triple C is really like putting on a, a front to me. He, he's he's playing mm-hmm. something up. I really think Chandler is a, just a fucking dork, and <laughs> and this is just who he is. Where he really believes he has this tremendous self belief, and rightfully so. He's a an insane athlete, but oh my god, do I just hate listening to this guy talk? 
Yeah. And it was it was great because I I stole the pay-per-view last night off of whatever fucking streaming site that I used. I don't even know. Um but it was one of those streaming sites where whoever the host was was having a lot of fun with with the telecast and he was he was just memeing up Chandler every time he when he got knocked out he put like a pussy over him or whatever he was doing. He kept every every time the telecast got boring, he said yeah, Chandler has a lot of reason to keep his head up, and he got caught. He got caught. Where'd you say he was ranked six? Now he is. Yeah, there's so many ways to go with with Chandler because he's so new to the division. This is what ma- makes it exciting to me. Darius is new to the top five. You would want to see Darius get a top five opponent um, now that he's in the top five, but. I kind of see Chandler and Darius lining up as a potential matchup. What do you think? It could be. You you could be right. It could be Chandler and Darius. Uh, that would be a good money fight for Darius. Um, I could also see Darius and Gaethje. So Gaethje's ranked. I know right you, above you were him. you were talking about this earlier, but I think that they would like to avoid that fight for now because they're friends. I I think that. Darius talked about it in his post, saying how how great Gaethje was. He just let him come in and and he Gaethje let Darius beat him up to build confidence. He was like, "Yo, I I thought I was going to be going with like a a beast, and all of a sudden I was like kind of handling him, and I know what he did for me." So he's he thanked him a lot for that in the post. So I can't imagine them going right to the Gaethje fight based off of what what Darius was if, saying. If post. it's going to be for a title eliminator, they will. Um, but. Do you really think with the way the top the top of the division is loaded and that there's any guarantees given out in the UFC, especially with a guy named Conor McGregor floating around the yeah, mix? Yeah, you know, I, I get your point on that. Diaz floating around the mix, potentially. Like, I you, get your point on that, but, you know, you're, you're looking at Darius right now who's on an eight- or nine-fight win streak. I think it's seven. Well, either well, way, he was, at, he was at seven, so it's an eight-fight win streak now. You, you kind of... You can't put a guy like him on the back burner... Especially now that he's making the noise that he's making, you, you know. I wouldn't mind seeing Gaethje, Gaethje Chandler, but that's too like, I don't know. I I would rather see Darius and Chandler. I either way, if it's Darius and Chandler, Darius and Gaethje, we're gonna get a good fight. Um, I could see the winner of that, either one of those going against you know the winner of an Oliveira Poirier if that were to happen, or. Poirier doesn't really seem too interested in getting the UFC title. He yeah, I think care. right now he's interested in getting paid, and as soon as he gets paid, his focus will shift back to the UFC belt. Could be. You know, you know you've well, talked about it enough that belts really, they mean something, but they don't. Yeah, they mean more money, pay-per-view. So that's that's it. Right now he has a chance to go fight Connor and win the trilogy and like put that to rest, and that would really... that would. Be a legacy builder for for Poirier, kind of mm-hmm. having the trilogy, and he would make another fifteen million dollars, probably maybe ten million dollars, and it's like you said, it would definitely guarantee a title shot. So he's really not putting himself in a in a bad spot. If he loses to Connor, the the loss to Connor would obviously suck, but he's going to get paid handsomely, and he's not going to risk the losing the belt. Like as if he if he goes for the belt now and he loses, then he doesn't have the chance at Connor either. Mm-hmm. Right now, get paid, young man. Right? Yeah. Get paid, Dustin. And I agree with that. And it, I agree with the fact that he almost is kind of saying fuck you to the UFC belts because 
now Dana has a, a little issue on his hands in trying to legitimize it again, which I think Oliveira winning it the other day did. Oh, 1,000%. Which was huge for the UFC, huge for the lightweight division. And, bro, what a moment. You know, like, I got chills watching that moment because, like I said before, it was it was almost like he won it for Tony. And, and it, you know, like, that's the way I felt about Oliveira's career leading up to this, and it was nice to see him finally get a chance, you know, that Tony never got. Well, yeah, I mean, well, Tony didn't get Chandler it. Chandler got the, the Dana White privilege, which was hilarious, by the way. Did, did you see the, <laughs> yes. the Ferguson quote? That yes. was great. Chandler you know, said, that about this? I don't mean to cut you off. Chandler said that he wants another title shot within 12 months. Is he out of his fucking mind? He he has that belief in him, like you were saying. And, and look, man, you, you take nothing away uh, against, you know, Chandler. He... He, he ain't fought. getting two title shots in, in, yeah, in a year he, and a half. No, in the he, he's got to win. No way. He's got to win another fight. He's got to win two fights. But three Tony fights. really should keep his mouth shut because Tony had a shot and he f- blew it by walking through a fucking studio with sunglasses on. And I highly doubt that knee. he was thinking about blowing his knee out when he walked through the studio. That's but, a freak injury. It sucks, but you it's know. a freak injury. But what are you walking inside a dark studio with sunglasses bro, I know, on it, for, it, it, bro? I had fucking tickets to that fight, went to that fight and watched, you know, I Quinta did show up. He did well, but damn, man, that would have been a fucking yeah, you know, epic like night. That, it was, and he would have gotten mauled anyway. Let's he's, be real. Tony has always been his own worst enemy because it's his mouth that always gets him in trouble. Yeah. It, it, it's always been that way. Uh, with him wanting to fight Connor, they were both under the same management team, and he was always crying and complaining that they weren't promoting him as much as they were promoting Connor. Well, yeah, because... One guy's making noise, and look, I'm not a Connor fan. One guy's making noise, not just in the cage, but throughout the, the yeah, internet. Con- the, the Connor, Twitter Connor and, and the, the highest paid athlete in the world in yeah. 2021, $180 million. I know he just sold the proper 12, the majority stake, yeah. but that's, that's the difference. So you're looking at Tony, and yeah, he went on a 12-fight win streak, but a lot of those names weren't giant names no, in that 12-fight win streak. Neither was Oliveira's, though. There weren't a bunch of killers on that list, but he's just, you know, he's he. The thing about Oliveira is he subs everybody. He's finishing fights constantly. I mean, it, it's also like Dana White was like, okay, well, Khabib's not coming back, so Chandler and Oliveira are fighting each other. Oliveira's been on this, you know, win streak where he beat Tony and and I forget who else Oliveira beat. He beat a lot of guys. He beat um, everybody. at one fifty five. So he was like, all right, we'll just make this for the. For the title. What were they going to do? Make the Tony Ferguson, Benir Dariush fight for the title? No. Uh, yeah, the UFC got it right. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. Finally. I'm happy for, for Oliveira. Watching him get as happy as he did when he covered his face as at, right before he was about to get the belt wrapped around him and he had that moment where he was like, holy shit, it's about to happen. It was just one of those, one of those great moments in the UFC. A guy he pulled the Jose Aldo. <laughs> great, though. Absolutely great. And you know what? is one of those guys that we always talk about, a, a Max Holloway type, a Nate Diaz type, where a, Bar- a Barbosa type where he's only 31 years old and you think that he's been in the UFC for 100 years. Well, yeah, because you know, most he's, of his career he, was at 145 where he wasn't able to show his his true potential. He, you he saw was having he had a great he, chin. He, he, couldn't, um, he couldn't make weight, right? He, well, he had weight issues at I mean, He would at make 45. it, but he wouldn't perform. I'm pretty sure that he had issues making weight at, at 45. Been, but we're coming up on the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Unless Tommy's got anything else for us, what, what are we missing? No, man. You know, this was it. It was a unicorn card, right? Yeah. Where where everything completely went 
Perfect. And we're setting ourselves up for the summer. And that's how you know that we are out of things to say, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We had some fun, though. I got some editing to do, um, about four or five different segments to clip up. But uh, it was fun. We got a new set. We're going to get out some some um, video for everybody to look at. And hopefully Tommy learns how to work social media so we could get some promotion for the, for the podcast. And we could start getting some listeners, baby. Yeah. What do you say? Tony Ferguson's the type of guy that hides in Francis Ngannou's heavy bag for conditioning. <laughs> anyway, bothering me. It's been bothering me for the last 20 minutes. Now I got to fucking edit that too.